This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome to our special edition NHL free agency podcast brought to you uh, by Rotowire. As you can tell, I'm not Paul Bruno, uh, who is enjoying the offseason right now. So Rotowire's Ken Kreitz, who some of you uh, may know better as K-Train from our NHL <laughs> podcast, or NBA podcast, rather. <laughs> uh, so Ken's going to join me today as we kind of go through uh, the, the biggest news from the last couple of days of free agency. Ken, thanks for hopping on today. Hey, pleasure to join, uh, AJ. Thanks for having me. I am definitely no Paul Bruno. Paul, hello. I hope Toronto is treating you well. Uh, I do have a, you know, a painful Washington Capitals playoff fandom history. Goes back to being a 10-year-old, almost uh, getting decapitated by a puck uh, at the old Cap Center. That's a long story we won't go into. I ducked at the right time. But anyway, uh, hey, let's dive into free agency, AJ. Uh, AJ. Not the frenzy we were certainly hoping for, especially not on day one. A little slower. Uh, some news last night. What do you think, though, were the factors in uh, us having a somewhat sedate free agent period? Well, I think the biggest factor, obviously, is the the flat cap. Uh, of course, teams, you know, go into the offseason, you know, planning for the future and expecting those revenues to constantly go up, whether it's a couple mil or, or you know, whatever. But the, the flat cap is really a, a big factor here. The other thing was the, the lack of the interview period. Normally, there's that, that three- to five-day window where teams get the opportunity to start negotiating with those free agents. Uh, you know, we saw Alex Petrangelo, it was after free agency opened when reports came out that he flew to, to Vegas um, to meet with them, and we'll get into that deal later. But uh, that, that no interview period, uh, and then Seattle expansion, one of the things we've seen a ton of are more and more two-year deals uh, this season than than really ever before. And a lot of that has to do so they got, uh, the teams have the right number of signed guys that they can expose. Interesting with some of these NHL deals here, we're seeing uh, very backloaded contracts. The first year of a lot of these contracts are, are really low amounts. For example, Matt Murray is only, I say only in quotes here, only making $4 million in year one uh, because the escrow amounts are going to be 20% this upcoming season. So uh, they're planning for the future when the escrow amounts are expected to drop back down to pretty normal levels. Um, so guys, contracts are, are really backloaded. So that's kind of been what we've seen here. 
And the player union really can't gripe. I mean, the Kraken certainly create a lot more roster spots, a lot more uh, players making NHL money. So net-net, uh, good for them, but you're right. Certainly uh, has a big impact short-term on this uh, free agency window. You mentioned Petrangelo. That is kind of our biggest news. Uh, didn't happen uh, on day one, day two, or day three, but it kicked in last night. Uh, signs a huge seven-year, 61-plus million contract with the Golden Knights. How do you think he fits in with Vegas? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, that that was the deal that we've been waiting for all offseason. Um, you know, was he going to return to St. Louis or not? Obviously, the Blues went in a different direction. Um, but I think the biggest impact here is for fantasy owners is going to be anybody that's got Shea Weber. Um, if you were thinking about maybe keeping him, uh, I think maybe not at, at this point. Now, obviously, dynasty formats where you're keeping your whole team don't go out and drop Shea Weber right away. But um, for people in kind of those, uh, you know, trying to pick your keepers, I think Petrangelo slots in as that first, uh, you know, quarterback power play guy on, on the number one unit. Now, they could go with two defensemen up top. Uh, certainly an option for them, but I would expect that we're going to see Shea, uh, Theodore Manning, the second unit here, uh, and, and that's a big impact in terms of his fantasy value. Are you surprised that uh, the Blues didn't make Petrangelo a bigger priority? Well, I think you're seeing you know, the, the cap crunch here in effect. I, I think in a normal year where the amount of money that they had to spend goes up, I think they consider going with a, a big deal like this. You know, He's going to make over $8 million, uh, a year in terms of the average annual value, and they probably would have considered giving him, an, you know, they can give that extra year too. So maybe they would have offered an eight-year uh, closer to $8 million, you know, a little bit lower and give him that extra year, but it's just not possible in, in the current cap crunch. And, and so they, they went with a more discounted option, and, and ultimately it, it may be the right move for them. Ah, interesting, interesting. Uh, let's shift gears into forwards here. Biggest contract went to Taylor Hall. What do you think about his one-year, $8 million deal with Buffalo? The biggest uh, surprise here was all in the lead-up to, to his new deal, and all the talks around that was that he wasn't going to take a short-term deal, that he was going to hold out, right. get that long-term contract, um, but instead went you know, with just a one-year. Now reports are that the Sabres offered him his choice of one or two years, so huh. clearly he's uh, you know, betting on himself here with the, the one-year, $8 million deal. Who knows? Maybe Taylor Hall wants to go play in Seattle. Um, you know, that one year uh, yeah. deal would allow him to, to sign with them. Uh, or obviously he's hoping that, you know, the cap situation uh, moves forward and moves up and he can sign a, a bigger, longer term deal in the future. But really it was surprising to see just a one year contract when everything coming from his camp in the lead up was that he didn't want that short term deal. I mean, in general, I'm fiscally conservative, and I always think from the player's standpoint they should sign those additional years. But in this particular situation, I think the market's going to be way more to the player's advantage next year with Seattle bidding on folks. I think it's smart, especially if he's not married to that Buffalo marketplace. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, St. Louis, back to St. Louis. They opted, they, they did sign a big signing, I think. Tory Krug, uh, you see him as a viable replacement? I really do. I, I think he can, you know, take over as the number one uh, power play guy for them. I don't think he's going to put up the same numbers, you know, nearly that that you got from Petrangelo, but he's certainly a, a solid producer. And look, they're paying uh, 
over $2 million less a year for Tory Krug than they are uh, or would have for, for Petrangelo here. And so, you know, he's a solid nine goals, 40 assists this last season. That That's good numbers. 28 of his 40, 49 points came on the power play. So I really think he's capable of, of slotting in and filling that role for them. Bruins fans here in New England love Krug. Uh, yeah, a lot of bemoaning this morning at my uh, old man breakfast <laughs> at the local diner. Uh, for that move. So, yeah, I, I think it's smart for St. Louis. I, I do hate it when a team moves on from their captain, but it does seem that net, like, money-wise, this is a smart move. Um, let's move on here. Uh, in the end, which deals do you think we'll, we'll look back on upon favorably uh, when the with money terms in mind here when this is all said and done, AJ? Well, I think first and foremost, you got to look at the Bobby Ryan contract. Um, he's coming in for a one-year deal at Detroit for for a million bucks. Um, obviously, you know, money. That sounds strange to say, but money not a huge factor for him in in terms of what he's getting because he's still going to be paid by Ottawa after the buyout. So he didn't need to sign a, a big deal um, with the next club. It's it's really a tryout with Detroit. Um, you know, obviously he had the personal issues he dealt with last season. So I, I think this is a great value signing by Detroit and, and a really good deal for him as well. Um, Kevin LeBanc signed a, a four-year deal coming in under $5 million a year. I think that's going to end up, you know, maybe it seems a little high in year one here. Um, but by the time that deal rounds out, I think he can be a solid top six contributor for them. And, and they're going to think that they're getting him for, for a steal on that one. Another player kind of similar vein is Jasper Fast signing with Carolina. Uh, three years, $6 million. So, again, just $2 million annually uh, for a guy that can be, uh, I think, a 30-point producer. Look, he, he came up a point shy of that, just 29 points this year, but he only had 69 games to do it. So you give him a full season. Uh, I don't think 15 goals and, and 35, maybe even pushing 40 points is out of the question for him. And then finally, Brayden Holpe uh, gets the deal with Vancouver. Uh, I know. Killer. I know that's killer. A... <laughs> How is number 70 going to be anything but red? Ah, hate it. Oh, I know. You it, it, you Caps fans, you know, Rangers fans going to have to look at Henrik Lundqvist in a different jersey. Uh, Corey Crawford is in a different jersey. It's It's been a weird offseason. Um, Lundqvist I feel... did not win us the cup, baby. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Hopi's deal for, for Vancouver, uh, they're only committed to him for two years, uh, at, at 30 years of age. So, um, you know, they're getting prime years. I, I honestly was surprised that Washington didn't want him back. Um, you know, for Vancouver's standpoint, uh, Thatcher Demko is the heir apparent there, but this pushes off his need to take over as the number one for, for two more years. Um, and, you know, it's cost controlled. And look, again, I mentioned the two-year. He doesn't have a full no-move clause. He's got a no-trade, a very limited no-trade clause. But because it's not a no-move clause, he can be exposed in that Vegas uh, expansion or Seattle expansion draft. Excuse me. And I really think he will be. Um, they'll protect Demko unless something comes off the rails in terms of his development, and then they'll they'll leave Hopi a, a, available. There's going to be a lot of options, I think, uh, for the Kraken in terms of who to pick. I mean, you rattled off what I view as a lot of value signings for teams. It's kind of odd one or two more teams didn't take advantage of this. But I guess a lot of value out there. And, yes, I'll still be crying tears when the season starts about Holt being a different different sweater. That's really hard to believe. 
Uh, glad you brought up goalies, AJ. A lot of movement there. Um, you know, a lot of movement with veteran goalies, Holpe just being one of them. Who do you think made the best move between the pipes, and what teams do you sort of question? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I like the Holpe move. Um, I just expounded on that. Uh, I think Lundqvist still has a chance to compete for the starting job with, with the Caps. I, I don't think it's open and shut that Ilya Samsonov takes over as the number one. Um, he'll certainly get every opportunity to, but I imagine he'll be on a short leash. If, if he stumbles, why don't, why would you not put King Henrik, uh, in net for you? Uh, and then so Cam Talbot. Suppresses his, it's gotta suppress his fantasy value when you don't know his quantity of starts, right, AJ? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the other thing to remember is we're talking about a potentially condensed NHL schedule. Um, if teams are playing, you know, four games in, in seven nights or, or even less, um, we could see a, a lot more back-to-backs, a lot more of the number two guys going. So I, I, I think it's going to be hard to find guys that are going to start, you know, 60 games this year. Um, you know, Cam Talbot is one of those guys started 73 games back a couple of years ago. He'll take over as the number one in the wild. I think that's a good spot for him as well. With a consolidated schedule, does that change your draft strategy a bit, AJ, where maybe you're going to take goalies a little higher, guys that you know will get a, a high amount of starts? I, I definitely think you have to consider that. And and really, there's going to be a select few guys that I think are going to even get close to 55 uh, next year. Now, obviously, if the schedule's not as condensed, that, that changes. But you're looking at, you know, Vasilevsky. His value is already through the roof because he's fantastic. Um, but you may want to consider first round um, pick for him. Uh, Connor Hellybuck's another guy who I think could really be one of the few seeing that many starts. I mean, we saw that with, uh, you know, I'll mention the third and the, those two guys and uh, Tuka Rask were the three Vesna Trophy finalists this year. And Rask started uh, 40-some games. So really, uh, you know, I think you're going to see more and more of that. There's not going to be a lot of guys – uh, pushing for for 55 or even 60 games this season. You think Rask standing in Boston is uh, solid or not? What do you interesting playoffs for Duca? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that they're saying, they're you know they're saying all the right things that he's going to be back. They want him to be a part of their team. That they support his decision. So um, at this point, there's no reason to think they're not going to. But uh, let's be clear, Yaroslav Halak has proven himself to be capable of carrying the load for them if they want to go in a different direction. Uh, for my money, again, going back to the condensed schedule, if I'm running the Bruins, I'd rather have Raskin Halak. Whether whether your feelings got hurt with him moving, right. I'd rather do that than go with Halak and, and Daniel Vladder uh, to be the number two there. It's not like Halak is a three-year-old comer. Here, Washington, for instance. All right. Well, which hockey teams, though, do you feel like they made some bad moves uh, with their goalie situation? Well, look. I mean, our, our loyal listeners know I'm a huge Pens fan, um, but you know, the, the Matt Murray, uh, I think, could end up well for them for Ottawa. But um, you know, the decision there to to go with um, go with Murray for for the term and cost they gave him is certainly questionable. Um, I obviously think Marc-Andre Fleury still has plenty in the tank, so I don't think Vegas needed to sign Robin Leonard to a big deal, but they're obviously moving on uh, there as well. And then Edmonton not really doing anything. They're going to bring back Mike Smith. They're going to stick with the same goalies. And in my opinion, they're going to waste another year of Connor McDavid's prime. Ah, scratch my back with a hacksaw. 
I just wanted to throw in my one penguin soundbite there <laughs> while you mentioned the pens. Uh, all right, great. So, hey, there's still some guys going unsigned. Who are some top targets that are still out there, AJ? Yeah, number one, in my opinion, has got to be Mike Hoffman. Um, you know, he is going to be a 30-goal scorer, I think, in, in the upcoming season easily. You know, he had 29 this year. Again, a few more games, he gets to 30. And that would have been back-to-back 30-goal seasons for him. So there's a guy that really uh, is going to improve any team, immediate top six, possibly even top line guy, depending on where he lands. Uh, his former team na- teammate, Evgeny Dadnov, also uh, a top target there. Florida has clearly moved in a different direction. The door shut on maybe one of these guys coming back to the Panthers, but I doubt they're both uh, going to come back. Andreas Athanasiu uh, was not given the, the qualifying offer there in, in Edmonton, so he's free to sign wherever he would like. Uh, and then in terms of top blue liners remaining, I think you got to look at Sammy Vatnin. Uh, you know, he missed a good chunk of last season due to injury, but I think he's capable of, of, of running a power play somewhere as well. Um, so really, you know, keep an eye on these guys. And, and the thing I'll say, uh, at least about Hoffman and Dadnov in terms of your, your fantasy value here, I don't think it matters where these guys land. They're both going to be top six. They're both going to be on the number one power play unit. So regardless of where they land, these are guys that are capable of producing. Look, uh, you know, Hoffman a year while playing for a just disastrous Ottawa team. So, I mean, look, the guy can score wherever he lands. So if you're worried about that. Any predictions on where you think Hoffman goes? I don't. You know, he's been one of the few that there hasn't just hasn't been a lot of rumblings about where he might land. Maybe I'm not looking at the right sources, but, um, you know, I, I think that it's wide open. Obviously, some teams like like Vegas doesn't really have any money left to, to sign him. So there's certainly teams that are out uh, in terms of value, but I, I I wonder if he's going for multi-year and the only thing available is short-term stuff, and yeah. you might find the market just doesn't agree with what he sees as his value. Yep, I totally think that's fair. Um, you know, and and the longer it takes for him to pick somewhere, I think the worse it's going to get. You're going to have less and less teams uh, able to bid on it, and that's why I was kind of surprised how big Petrangelo's deal ended up being because yeah. the door had already closed on St. Louis. Um, yeah. You know, the, the a couple other teams that were in on him went a different direction. So, yeah, I, I think the market's only going to get worse the longer it takes him to find somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I should have had my Yarmir Yager bobblehead join us for the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> He's in his, unfortunately, it's in his Capitals uniform, but in the, the ugly blue and black phase we had. Oh, no. Back to the red. <laughs> but that's when Yarmir was with us. So what are you going to do? It doesn't show enough of the flowing mullet either. It's I, I could go for a little more mullet on that bobblehead. Uh, anyway, that's I'm definitely off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, hey, obviously trades are a big part of free agency as well. Uh, biggest one, uh, Stasny returning to the Jets. Is this a good move for Winnipeg? I really think it is. I mean, they haven't had, like, a clear second-line center since Stasny left previously uh, after his, his brief stint with them. So – you know, they're, they're, they certainly know what they're getting, right? Yes. Yeah. They know the player that they're getting. It allows them to move Blake Wheeler back to the right wing on the first line. I think Stastny is a better center option than what they have to, to pair with Patrick Line. I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem like they're going to trade Line, although the rumors were all over the place. And look, they, they've used Brian Little in that spot periodically, but he's basically, his career, unfortunately, it looks like is going to be over due to that injury. 
Um, so they didn't have a better option, in my opinion, to, to fit there, which is why we saw Blake Wheeler there anyway. So I think, uh, in, again, in terms of your fantasy value, this is huge for Wheeler and Mark Shifley. Those two guys play phenomenal together. The Winnipeg Jets, for whatever reason, are like the unknown team in terms of fantasy. These guys fly under the radar, and they really shouldn't. Um, so really, if you're in a league, you know, first, second round picks on, on Shifley or Wheeler is not a bad way to use those. Uh, smart, AJ. Smart. Thank you. Let's talk another trade. A little surprised about uh, Brandon Saad leaving Chicago for Colorado. What do you what do you what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean the the weird part is like Chicago always brings guys back, and Brandon Saad was one of those, but now he's leaving again. Um, you know, the other weird part about this trade, if I'm being perfectly honest, is is the return here. You know, I, I get their blue line is is a little outdated. Um, you know, and Nikita Zadorov is a, a solid addition to that blue line, but um, I don't know that it really fixes everything. And are you really better without Brandon Saad on the team? I'm not so sure. Now, one thing I will say is if you look at what Chicago's done and you wrap in the Olimata trade, then it looks a little bit better when you consider, you know, that you improved your blue line for sure by getting rid of Olimata and replacing him with Zadorov. So, uh, I guess you can look at it Did that way. And clear up money? Part. Was it a bit of a salary move, you think? It definitely was, yeah. There was certainly a factor there. Um, they're still going to retain about a million dollars of, of his cap hit. So, uh, that, yeah, we got to consider all the, the, those in terms of the, the situation. But I do think it, I definitely don't think it makes them better. Got it, got it. And hey, so we've covered a lot, but are there any signings or trades that occurred the last, uh, four or five days? that you think might fly under the radar in most fantasy circles, but you think we should point out? Yeah, the big one I'll mention is Alex Wynn Florida. Um, you know, another guy that didn't need to cash in a huge deal, one year, $2.25 million, um, because he had he's going to get that buyout money as well. Uh, Kyle Turris going to Edmonton. Again, another guy that got bought out, signed for a pretty minimal deal. Um, I think he'll really help them in, in their top six, and he's got the flexibility to play wing as well. And then the it's other like a great plus, low risk move. Yeah, yeah, both of those. No, you know, if it doesn't work out, you're only committed to them for one. I think Terrace is two years. Um, cheap years, and, yeah, yeah. So it's it's cheap, you know. And hey, if it doesn't work out, you expose them in the draft, right? And yeah. you know, they'll probably consider taking it. What do you What do you think my Quebecois friends are going to make of uh, Montreal's recent moves? So the one kind of question mark for me, uh, the Toffoli signing, I like in in a like in a bubble when you consider it just as itself. I like the signing, four years, seventeen million overall. It's pretty cost effective. The question for me is where you're putting Toffoli after you traded Max Dome for Josh Anderson. Only one of these guys is going to play top six. You're not taking Tatar, Gallagher, or Jonathan Druin out. I mean. I guess, you know, could you move to Foley to center? But I don't think you want to knock Nick Suzuki out of the second-line center spot. So uh, it, that was really the biggest question mark for me is, like, where, which one of these guys goes into the top six? And that's going to be something you're really going to want to watch in terms of fantasy value for these guys because the third line definitely, in my opinion, drops off a little bit here um, compared to the second. It's too bad our favorite Torontoan, Paul Bruno, isn't here to trash the Canadiens. <laughs> I know he would have enjoyed. All right, well, let's wrap things up here, AJ. Uh, we say it wasn't a frenetic or crazy free agent period, but still plenty of player movement. 
What are your final thoughts for fantasy players uh, as we wrap up today's segment? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just going to be to remember where your goalies ended up, right? <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of guys wearing different sweaters for the first time in, in over a decade. Um, and so, yeah, keeping a, a track on that. And I'll just make another pitch to, to check out rotowire.com. Uh, we are constantly updating our depth charts to see where guys fit in. You know, if you look right now, we have to fully in the second line uh, wing spot over Josh Anderson. But if anything indicates that that's changing, these are constantly being updated with your latest player news. Um, and we have all the signings, all the details on any trades you can find at rotowire.com. Yeah, AJ's a big part of those depth change, uh, depth chart moves. If you're a fan of AJ, uh, you'll like his work there. And we got to put a word in, of course, for our lineup optimizer for all our daily fantasy NHL fans out there. Uh, one of our most popular pages on the site, certainly within the hockey section. All right, AJ, uh, we're looking forward to an ex- another exciting season with you and Paul on the podcast. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me join in today. And I think that's a wrap on uh, today's free agent uh, discussion. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Had to get it in there. Yeah, thanks for jumping in today, Ken, uh, and running through this exciting weekend. You know, as you said, Paul Bruno will be back to when we kick off our preseason previews this fall. And as a reminder, we're always willing to chat hockey with you, our loyal listeners, uh, on Twitter. You can follow me, AJ Scholes, at AJ Scholes24, and you can follow Paul at Statsman22. Ken, do you want to toss in your handle real quick if they need uh, basketball? <laughs> you know what, instead, I'll suggest that uh, the hockey fans who don't subscribe to Rotowire, please go to rotowire.com slash win for a free 10-day trial. Or I think slash pod might also work. Is that right, AJ? Slash slash pod slash free. Um, there's a, a ton of ways to find it. I, I guess we'll make a pitch to you slash pod so that right. they can from us. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, we look forward to being back with you for another exciting NHL season. Thanks for tuning in.